Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. We are up and Adam again. Thanks for joining us on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney on the SEN app, of course. Welcome to the show. You can get in touch anytime about any subject you like. The forecast for Sydney today, a cracking day. It was a beautiful start to the morning, a wonderful sunrise, and it's going to be that way throughout most of the day and warm as well. So slip, slop, slap, folks. It is Australia Day. Do it in the great tradition. A top of 31 degrees, partly cloudy, and then the chance of a thunderstorm later on. So if you're heading out, get out early and enjoy it. But there might be the old uh, southerly buster coming on through Sydney a little bit later on. As we know, it's Australia Day. And Australia Day means different things to different people. And we understand that right here. We're a sports show and we're going to enjoy Australia Day on this sporting program this morning. But we're also going to do a little bit of a different take because it struck us that our big Scott man right here, Mark, um, part of the show, normally in charge of the panels, but Matt's doing all the buttons this morning. This is your first Australia Day in Australia as a Scotsman. And you are blown away by what's happening around us. Yeah, first Australia Day here. I only moved here April last year. Yes. So uh, we were <laughs> prepping the show today and I saw some stuff that was on the, the TV in the background and I was surprised. Okay, that, yeah. so so this is interesting because there's so much debate around Australia Day from within and that's a debate that, that needs to take place. But the outside looking in factor of Australia Day is quite extraordinary. So cockroach racing. Right, you've never seen cockroach racing. Never heard of it. Didn't know it was a thing. Right, I, I was like, why? Why were you putting more cockroaches into the city? Like, why were you just letting cockroaches run free? I know they're supposed to be everywhere, but it's a lot. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? But because it's Australia Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of weird stuff that goes on Australia Day. Just look around the screens that you see around us in the studio, and you'll understand. So, Brooksy, we need to educate. Mark, don't we? We, yes, we need we to educate him about some of the weirdness that goes on. And when you look at it from his perspective, we realise how damn weird it is. But there's cockroach racing. I thong mean, throwing. Thong throwing. We've got thong throwing. You've got yabby racing. You heard of yabby racing? I, what are yabbies? Yabby throwing. Like like prawns, but better. Oh, big prawns? Small Pr- prawns? Prawn racing. Prawn, prawn. prawn racing. Prawn throwing. Camel racing. Camel throwing. We got ferry racing as well. <laughs> we throw ferries. Throw ferries. Backyard barbies, as you know. That's, yeah, I get that. You throw yeah, up yeah, at yeah. the end of those. And you throw a good barbie. Yeah. yeah. And, and pie eating. Oh, you throw them too. Pie throw off the back of that. So as you can see, we've got a lot of weirdness going on on Australia Day. So we're going to educate you today. Now, if you go down to Melbourne, let's put the sporting spin on this. Let's go down to Melbourne at the Australian Open. As we know, there are no Australians left in the singles draw of the Australian Open on Australia Day. In fact, even our, I would say, greatest honorary Australian, when we think about Melbourne Park, isn't there this year. Who am I talking about? Well, Novak Djokovic pointed this out last night. Do you have a good chance to, to go through? Do you remember your first semi-final in a major? Do you remember who? I don't have the answer. To, I'm just asking. Do you remember what it was like for you to experience that? I think it was a US Open back in uh, 2007. 
I uh, was fortunate to, uh, <laughs> it seems quite a long time ago actually now, <laughs> but, uh, but um, uh, yeah, I, I was fortunate to win that, that, uh, that semi-finals, but you know, in the finals um, I lost to, uh, to Roger and um, yeah. <laughs> Let's give him a big round of applause to Roger, guys. Let's go. He deserves it. I had some great battles over the years with Roger, that's for sure. Uh, you know, tennis, tennis uh, misses him for sure. Um, I've seen him uh, dressing up very sharply for uh, Fashion Week. I've yep. seen him the other day. Did you see him skiing also? He's been on the slopes? I, yeah, I've seen him skiing. Um, I want to challenge him for a little skiing, uh, skiing yeah. race yeah. in a few years' time. So Novak Djokovic there on nine last night, talking to Jim Courier after he breezed through again uh, in his match against Andrei Rublev. But what got me there was not only the reference to Roger Federer, because they were all playing the crowd beautifully. But on Australia Day, when you look down and you think, who do you think would be the most popular athlete from not from these shores to come to these shores over the years. I, I can't think of a more liked, loved, well-supported uh, athlete, male, female, who's come to Australia outside of Roger Federer, who qualifies as the ultimate honorary Australian with all the love. And he's not there and you heard the love straight up. So it leads us, by the way, there's no Roger Federer racing or Roger Federer throwing involved on Australia Day, but it leads us to the question on Australia Day from the outside looking in. Let's let's do it that way. Who is your favourite non-Aussie Aussie? It can be sport. It can be outside of the world of sport. Is there a favourite non-Aussie Aussie that you can think of? To my way of thinking, Roger Federer goes straight to the top of the tree. Brooksy? Off the top of your mind? I'm going in the entertainment world, but a bit of sport. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. LA Confidential. <laughs> State of play. Robin Hood. American Gangster. Bought the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yep. Rusty. He's your favourite. not entertained He's by your Rusty. favourite non-Aussie Mate. Aussie. Is he not Australian then? Oh, dear. I genuinely didn't There's know. There's a lot. I, uh, it's a good thing we've got three hours together Damn. on Australia Day because can you get the pig on the spit going, mate? We're going to have to. <laughs> we're really going to have to start to start to educate you. No, from New Zealand. Uh, oh. In that sense, I'd go Farlap. Farlap's another one. Favourite non-Aussie Aussie? The, like New Zealand, we've claimed so many, Matty. Yeah. There's so many. Crowded the House, brothers. the Finn Brothers. There <laughs> we go. Let's do that this morning. Who's your favourite non-Aussie Aussie? 0457 736 736. Um, speaking of the outside looking in, one of our favourite Aussie Aussies in the world of sport here is Joel Selwood. Now, four-time AFL Premiership player and, of course, captain of the winning Geelong side last year. He's won more matches as captain than any other player in AFL history, 160. But for our listeners who are focused on the world of rugby league, an outside-looking-in view on the game of rugby league can come from Joel Selwood, and we'll chat to him this morning because he's now working with the Melbourne Storm as their leadership coach. So we'll have a good chat with Joel Selwood this morning, and they're also partnering up both the NRL and AFL with Surf Life Saving Australia to uh, campaign for summer safety and preventing drownings, of course. So a very special guest on the program today. Looking forward to that chat 
with the one and only Joel Selwood right here on the morning show. Let's dig into what's been happening at the Australian Open outside of our favourite non-Aussie Aussie. Uh, the men's quarterfinals, did you see it last night? If you blink, you miss it because Novak Djokovic is in this kind of mood. Let's forget about the taping around the hamstring. Let's focus on the fact that this guy is next level at the moment. Andre Rublev was dismantled last night, 6-1, probably could have been over quicker. But Novak's into his 44th Grand Slam semi-final. He's now won 26 straight matches at the Australian Open. It doesn't sound... I don't think it, that the perspective of those numbers is, is ever done justice because think of what you've got to do to stay unbeaten at an Australian Open. You've got to win the whole thing. You've got to win seven matches in a row, summer after summer after summer. He's now up to 26 straight wins, which ties Andre Agassi. He comes off the back of an incredible performance that we all witnessed against Alex Dimonor, and that's when everybody stood back and went, "Uh uh-oh, here comes Novak. Number 10's on the list. Number 22 overall is on the list. What about the confidence of the number four-seeded player, which sounds weird, but he is clearly the best player in the tournament right now? Well, I, ca- I can't really um, say that this this is as confident that I ever felt because I've had some you know, incredible uh, seasons, uh, years here in Australian Open and some matches that are really unforgettable for me. Um, tough to compare because I've, I've been fortunate to really uh, live through a lot of success uh, in Australian Open. Um, but last two matches, <clears throat> uh, playing against uh, two guys that are really good players, informed players, to beat them uh, uh, dominantly in three sets is something that uh, is definitely, um, you know, uh, something that I want in this moment, something that sends a message to all my opponents remaining in the draw. And so with this kind of game, of course, the confidence level rises, uh, considering, as you mentioned, the circumstances. So, you know, I feel about feel good on the court, better and better as the tournament progresses. I've been in this situation so many times in my life, in my career. Um, you know, never lost the semifinals in Australian Open and hopefully they'll stay, that will stay the same. All right, I'm just going to write a little letter here on behalf of those remaining on the other side of the draw. Tommy Paul and more than likely Stefano Tsitsipas. Dear Novak, message received loud and clear. He wanted to send a message. The message has been received. They're going to have to be in another stratosphere to try and take him down. Um, he's been unbeatable, as he just said, from this position. So once he gets to the semifinal stage at the Australian Open, he hasn't been beaten. Therefore, he goes on to win the whole thing. So 9-0 in semis and 9-0 in finals, which is just extraordinary. Next up is the first American to get through to this level at the Australian Open since Andy Roddick back in 2009. So the battle of the Americans, Ben Shelton and Tommy Paul, ended up um, with a victory to Paul. So Novak Djokovic knows well and truly what Tommy Paul is all about, and he's gone into his facts and figures. He's researched him ad nauseum. But Tommy Paul, on the other hand, well, he's got a bit of a different focus. So I don't know. I mean, he obviously knows the history of Novak, but the the questions around Tommy Paul aren't about, have you been studying the best player? Have you been working out how to try to beat him? It's about who's in his corner. I mean, I'm just really excited right now because uh, my mom, after I, I won in the round of 16, she... Uh, 
hopped on a plane yesterday and uh, she's here. Yeah, she's right up there. She got here. She got here this morning. She she flew. Uh, she went straight from work to the uh, airport to get here and watch my match today. And then also, I can't leave out, it's also my girlfriend Paige's uh, birthday tomorrow. So if you guys see her, make sure you wish her happy birthday. Tommy, they look like sisters up there. <laughs> no well done, Tommy. Congratulations. Enjoy the moment, mate, and, and good luck in the semifinals. Thank well you done. guys. Thank you. Oh, that was a bit awkward. Oh, that was a bit awkward. Yeah, mum's up there. So is my girlfriend. They look like sisters. Uh, anyway, let's move on. I think I'd rather face Novak than that question. The kind of form he's in. Now, I've got one for you. So we've now heard from Novak referencing Roger, Roger Federer and getting all the love. Good play. We've now heard from Tommy Paul say, hey, mum's here and my girlfriend's here. Good play, right? Getting all the love. Stefano sits a pass the other night. I'm going to build uh, schools because I love Melbourne and Melbourne's my, the Australian Open is my home uh, Grand Slam tournament. Who's doing it best in buying the crowd's love out of this? Who's, who's leading the crowd love race? Because Tommy Paul sounds like a teenager. He's 25 years of age and nobody really knows what he's up to out here, but now he's getting ready to go onto the biggest stage. So he's now referenced mum and the, and the girlfriend. So we've got to love him. He's a favourite non-Aussie Aussie. Sitsipas, he wants to build schools. I mean, hey, talk about tugging at the heartstrings. And he's got the big Greek support. So there's another favourite non-Aussie Aussie. And Novak is just motoring along and referencing Roger. I mean, he's gone deep to the well to be the favourite non-Aussie Aussie. So who's doing it best at the moment? It's fascinating how it's playing out. Uh, there. So the semifinals on the men's side now read like this. We've got Karen Hutchinoff against Sitsipas and Djokovic against Paul. So the only unseeded player left in the final four, four is the young American. Women's quarterfinals yesterday. So Magda Lynette upset Karolina Pliskova 6-3-7-5. That puts the Polish player into her first major semifinal. She's never been past the third round, and she's going deep into this one. Meanwhile, Arena Sabalenka dispatched Donna Vekic from Croatia 6-3-6-2. She's having a great start to 2023. Um, she's unbeaten in nine matches and 18 zip in sets as well. In the mixed doubles, uh, Olivia Gadecki and Mark Polmans have gone down in three sets, so they lost yesterday to the Brazilian pairing of Luisa Stefani and Rafael Matos, who Brooksy is um, absolutely convinced are also on the beach volleyball circuit. Scheduled for day 11 today, it'll start with the Legends doubles and then we get into the doubles semifinals, um, which will not be before 2.30, the Australian pairing of Rinki Hijikata and Jason Kubler. So we do have Aussies on Centre Court, on Australia Day at the Australian Open. And then tonight from 7.30, the women's semifinals will be Rybakina against Azarenka. An interesting one, this one, because Rybakina has the longest time between her quarterfinal win and her semifinal win. They played two days ago. And Rybakina played hers in the afternoon. So she finished about 2 o'clock. She's last year's Wimbledon champion Azarenka played on Tuesday night and finished about 8.30. And, of course, she is a two-time Australian Open champ, whereas Lynette and Sabalenka have to back up again today. So they played yesterday. They'll play again this evening. Magda Lynette is ranked 45 in the world. She's won on the WTA Tour twice. But this is her 30th major tournament 
and only her first time ever past round three. Sabalenka has been to three semifinals at major tournaments, including last year at the US Open, and this is her first time past round four at the Australian Open. So some pretty good matchups at the Oz Open today. The BBL, so the final games have been completed, and the Sydney Thunder just got there by a whisker. They defeated the Melbourne Stars by three wickets last night with seven balls left. So seven for 119 off 20 overs. It was a tricky wicket at the MCG, was the target set by the Stars, and the Thunder ended up seven for 120 with Daniel Sams bringing him home 28 off 18. Also, the Hurricanes beat Brisbane by two runs. So the BBL table now looks like this. So it's done and dusted as we go into the playoffs, and we'll expand on these a little bit later. Perth Scorchers first, Sydney Sixers second. Melbourne Renegades finish third. So they get a bit of a break. Then the Sydney Thunder come into fourth and the Brisbane Heat qualify in fifth. So we'll have the playoffs rolling out as of this Friday, culminating in the final on Saturday, Feb 3. So that's the situation as far as uh, non-Aussies, non-favourite Aussies. (laughs) No, favourite non-Aussie Aussies. That's what we're looking for today on Australia Day. Plenty for us to talk about. And, of course, a whole stack of NRL news as well. My special guest today, make sure you stick around. Joel Selwood will be on the show this morning.